welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and man, I am really excited about today's Lion Fight edition of Half the Battle. I mean, as you guys all know, Muay Thai is one of my favorite martial arts. I mean, it's the science of eight limbs. You can't go wrong. So we got to have an episode dedicated to the one promotion in the USA that pushes Muay Thai, and that's Lion Fight, man. They're going to be live on Axis TV this Friday, May 27th. We got Joe Manawat in the main event. This is a true vet of the sport. And we're going to be talking to the Lion Fight CEO, Scott Kent, and very exciting fighters, nine-time world champion, Travis Clay, and Julio Pena, who is just coming off that brutal spinning elbow knockout. And the dude's also a sheriff, so hope you guys enjoy. Joining me on this very special Lion Fight 29 edition of Half the Battle is the Lion Fight CEO, Scott Kent. Scott, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Hey, Daniel. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So obviously, you got a great event coming up at the Foxwoods Resort and Casino. And I mean, what do you think about this match between Smoke and Joe? And it's a serious fight. Yeah, you know, from the from the very beginning when we started Lion Fight, we wanted to bring in the best international talent, you know, and try and develop our American fighters. And, and Joe comes from Thailand. He's been living in Atlanta for the last several years, so he's uh, essentially a transplanted, uh, you know, Thai fighter, but uh, a great representative of the sport uh, uh, or of uh, of the sport. I think it's going to showcase, uh, you know, two very aggressive Thai fighters. I think. Uh, uh, it's going to show the world really what world-class striking is, especially in the U.S., you know, where we don't get a lot of, a lot of that. Um, these guys are the best of the best. Joe Nutterwatt. Now, he trains with um, Kumpan. Okay, Kumpan. Yeah, I'm from Atlanta myself, so I know exactly where that is. That's about 10 minutes from me. Yeah, and uh, Kumpan's obviously a stud. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great fight. And Kumpan wants the best fighters to fight Joe. I mean, that's... The nice thing about Muay Thai is that we're not building fighters like you see in a lot of promotions. Um, you know, we don't expect our fighters to have a 25-0 and 0 record, and we're not going to, uh, you know, really hamper their development by not putting them in against great fights. And I think it's one of the things Lion Fight has always been known for is putting in, from a matchmaking standpoint, very exciting, very evenly matched fights. So we, we want to see where Joe is now. Yeah, I mean, what do you think the ceiling is on Joe? Because, I mean, 56-5, and five, he's obviously no joke, very exciting fighter. The fans love to see him fight. Yeah, you know, he beat Cosmo Alexander, who's one of the best fighters in the world. Uh, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, traditional tie. He's very humble. He's very quiet. He's worked on his English, though, so now he can converse. And I think he's really becoming a fan favorite. I think he's fought three or four times out of Foxwoods, and his fan base just keeps growing exponentially. Absolutely. And I assume we'll be uh, we'll be watching this. Is it going to be on Access TV or what? Yeah, it's going to be on Access TV on uh, May 27th. Uh, it'll start at, uh, I believe, 7 o'clock Pacific time. Um, you know, we're going to have the, the six amateur fights, and then we'll have the six televised pro fights. And, I mean, it's really a stacked card, and, and we're bringing guys from the West Coast out there. We've got guys, a lot of East Coast guys uh, representing. And then in the co-main event, uh, you know, Deshakta Sitsongpinong is going to fight on your topics, and that's, that could be the fight of the night right there. Two guys that obviously, they come to fight every single time. They're known for their knockout power. And now you got them in the co-main event, Friday, May 27th. Yeah. And Onion, probably one of the best, if not the best, pound for pound 
American fighters. You know, he's fought a lot in Thailand. Uh, the Shakta, former Lumpany Stadium champion. Now he's ranked number one by Lumpany. Uh, uh, the guy is the real deal. Uh, again, kind of showcasing world-class Muay Thai uh, here in America. And we're thrilled to bring him over and uh, pit him up against one of the best American fighters. Now, Scott, was it always your dream to showcase great Muay Thai here in the United States? Yeah, I mean, it really was. I've been involved with Muay Thai for, you know, 23, 24 years. I, I've trained in Thailand. Uh, uh, with my business background, I decided that I wanted to start my own company and, and uh, really give this sport an opportunity to be showcased. And we were lucky enough to be in the right place at the right time. I uh, knew Andrew Simon from Access TV. He'd been to a couple of the fights. He really liked it. He thought it was a great alternative to traditional MMA and boxing. And I think our success has really shown that to be the case. And I think Andrew looks uh, uh, like he exercised really good judgment. And we're just thrilled to be partners with him. No, absolutely. I mean, the fight's always deliver you got a bunch of up-and-coming stars i mean kevin ross that's a guy right there who i feel like even some casuals can get into someone like that because win or lose this guy comes to fight you know his name is the soul assassin for a reason he's not even fighting on this card and we're talking about him yeah i mean there's so many young fighters the nice thing now is that now that we've established ourselves we probably get 10 to 15 fighters every day that reach out to myself christine or carrie and want to fight on Lion Fight. Uh, you know, once you're big in the U.S., then everybody kind of looks at that. So our fan base or our, our database for fighters has grown exponentially. And, you know, we encourage all the fighters that want to fight to go on the website, fill out the app, because we're putting a lot of these matches together predicated on that. Um, you know, Julio Pena, who's just been a knockout real sensation from the East Coast, a great story. He's fighting a young rising star out of uh, – Chandler, Arizona, a guy named Travis Clay. Uh, you know, you just go right down the line. Uh, uh, John Nofer, Asa Tenpao. We've got the two best fighters out of Florida, Asa Tenpao and Bryce Lawrence, fighting at 142. And, you know, I think they're they're 2-0. and You know, they've got great records. A lot of people think, well, why would you jeopardize that? And it goes back to what I was saying before. You know, we're not interested in, in building a fighter. We want to make sure that these guys... Uh, fight the best guys out there yeah and speaking of that i mean like you said travis clay versus julio Pena. and i'm speaking to both these guys tomorrow i know they're both hungry to put on a good show and get the victory out there yeah if you saw julio's last fights uh you know spinning back elbow i think it was on uh espn's top 10 hits uh just an amazing fight or a great story uh the sheriff works full-time trains developing a huge fan base and one thing we found is we were pretty much established in las vegas and the west coast but we really found a a great home at foxwoods out on the east coast so we're drawing fighters from you know maryland pennsylvania uh, uh boston uh you know new jersey everybody new york from that whole region and the fans really come out and support it which is great yeah, Foxwoods is great. This is going to be a great event. But let me ask you for the future. So you mentioned the East Coast. Can we expect uh, any lion fight in Atlanta, Georgia? You know, that's that's funny you mentioned that. I, I was approached by a group. Um, you know, I would love to do a show in that area. We're in negotiations right now with two or three groups about kind of looking at the Midwest and expanding it, you know, toward that area. So I hope that happens. 
And if you're from Atlanta, uh, Chike Lindsay, one of the, the, the great fighters that Kumpan has had, he fought on our card against uh, Yajin Clay Fairtex, who is considered, you know, the, the best Muay Thai fighter of his generation. So that's, uh, that's a market we would love to get into. Yeah, Chike Lindsay. I mean, you said it right there. One at ATLs, you know, great Muay Thai fighters. Can we expect him back anytime soon? You know, we're 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 talking to him again. He kind of took a hiatus, and uh, you know, it's very possible. Okay. Well, I mean, the fans are going to be happy to hear that kind of thing. So you mentioned earlier how you have this database of fighters. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because you know, that kind of thing, just for me personally, is super intriguing. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of different sanctioning bodies out there, and everybody's got their own rankings. That's something we'd like to do at some point. But because of the overwhelming response we get, again, social media, uh, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Messenger, emails, text messages, every day we probably get 10 to 15 of them. And it's really difficult to keep track of them. So we decided to create our own database at the lionfight.com website. Any fighter, amateur or pro, if they're interested in fighting, uh, we would encourage them to go in, fill out the app. And uh, it's something that we're putting all of our fights together from now so that we've got a database so that at some point we will be able to have our own rankings. Wow, that's amazing. And how do you guys approach the matchmaking? Well, we've had uh, Christian Toledo has been our matchmaker uh, since since the beginning. She was my original partner. She's still helping now. She's she's moving to San Diego, but she's still involved with what we're doing. Um, and we've always kind of relied on her with her fighting background. But we've got such a good core of established fighters at Lion Fight that a lot of times it's signing these fighters to a multi-fight deal and then looking for opponents that are going to make for an exciting fight. There you go. Once again, that's what the fans love to hear. So what are your uh, long-term goals in the sport? Obviously, your short-term goal is this incredible event coming up May 27th at Foxwoods. But, I mean, how far do you want to take this? Well, I think it's a sport that once people see it, uh, it's going to continue to grow. Uh, we've only been in business five years. Remember, uh, there's a lot of major promotions out there that have gone twice that long and, and before they were successful. So we're just trying to run our company as you know as lean as possible, not incur any debt, uh, keep growing the sport, developing uh, our fan base through social media, through the great exposure that we get on Access TV. And uh, uh, everybody that sees it seems to love it and can't wait for the next one. So I think it's just a matter of time for even bigger and better things for Lion Fight and for Muay Thai. Absolutely, man. So you mentioned that you actually did some training in Thailand back in the day before you started Lion Fight? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, one Kick Nick, who's a, a legend here in Las Vegas, a uh, very good friend of mine. He and I went over and trained at the Sasa Prophet Gym. Uh, you know, I've trained Muay Thai myself for 20 years with, with various people uh, in Vegas and in Florida. So, you know, I, I've, I've got a background to where I understand the sport. I know what we're looking for. And once you go to Thailand and you kind of become embroiled in that, uh, you, you develop a passion for the culture, for the, the fighting sport and, and the wonderful uh, uh, nuances of of Muay Thai and the tremendous respect and pride that goes along with it. No, absolutely. And I mean, what's the difference like training Muay Thai over in Thailand compared to here? Because I mean, I have been training Muay Thai a long time here in Atlanta, but to train Muay Thai on the beach in Thailand, it's got to be a completely different experience. 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're totally going to immerse you. You know, you're up at five in the morning, you start running three miles, and then you work out two to three times a day. Uh, this is their national sport. It's something they take tremendous pride in. Uh, little kids, you'll see little kids sweeping the gym just so they have the opportunity to maybe train at that particular gym as an opportunity for them to maybe establish a career or, or raise themselves out of a poverty condition. So, uh, again, once you go there and you fall in love with the people and, and you see what the sport's really like, it's a whole nother level of training. And that's why you see so many MMA fighters, UFC fighters, you know, whomever all go to Thailand to get their Muay Thai training. Wow, so it's full immersion, like you said, and I mean, that must include the diet side of things too, right? Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Uh, one of the things you've seen, not just in Muay Thai, but all combat sports in the last 10 years is the importance of, of diet and, and uh, uh, you know, the difference of, of being in shape and then being in fight shape. Um, one of the nice things is, you know, we oftentimes, because of the, the brutality, really, of the sport itself, we have a lot of fighters that get injured. We always have somebody that's next up, that's ready to take the fight, that's always in shape. And that's really because of their commitment to Muay Thai, their nutrition, and their their uh, fitness regimen. Now, how do you go about marketing personalities and building names in a sport like Muay Thai? Because, I mean, you got guys with unbelievable records. Obviously, you got Smoke and Joe. You look at their records, and it's these guys are seasoned vets. And if an MMA guy had numbers like that, you'd be like, oh, my God. So how do you go about building the personalities? Well, I think it's a, it's a process. You take a guy, a guy like Joe, who when he first fought for us, couldn't speak any English, had no social media. Um, you know, we couldn't interview him really at the event itself. So he's been working on that. He's bought into what we're doing. Uh, he's established himself as, uh, uh, you know, and a guy like Malapeth, another guy, you know, with 180 fights. And, and it just stuns American audiences. You guys have fought this much, but, you know, they've been fighting since they're eight years old. And uh, that's why using guys like Joe Nutterwalk and, and Malapet, who are revered in this country, are really important for our brand to kind of, uh, uh, open it up to an American audience and yet still kind of hang on to that, uh, that Thai tradition and making sure that we never forget those roots and where the sport came from. Now, who are some guys that you think we really need to look out for in the coming months and years at Lion Fight? Yeah, I think Gaston Bolognas is uh, one of those guys. Uh, he's got the perfect demeanor. He's got a great fighting style. Uh, he's right there. I think Victor, uh, Saravia is a guy that's got a huge upside. Um, you know, Nick Castine's fought for us. Uh, Asa Tenpao, Bryce Lawrence, both from Florida. Uh, there's Marvin Madriaga out of San Diego. There's a lot of guys that have fought for us. You know, Kai Hollenbeck, who's, uh, you know, uh, very well known internationally. I think he's a guy that, uh, you're going to see some great things from in the next year or two. And uh, we've got a couple big announcements coming on some female fighters that we think are going to translate very well to the American audience, one of which is uh, Antonina Shevchenko, whose sister Valentina fights for the UFC. Uh, you know, this girl is 35-1. and one. She's uh, going to join uh, our 145 champion, Jarena Bars, who's never lost a fight. 
the gorilla be Chris Cyborg. So I think wow. we've got so many fighters out there that are really starting to catch the public's imagination. I think any one of those, and there's a number of others that uh, if they keep winning and keep committed to the sport, I think are going to become household names. Yeah, they truly are and truly will, man. And uh, I got to know about how do you guys consistently get such exciting fighters? Because, you know, oftentimes you'll see guys who like to play it safe. But whenever I watch Lion fight, I mean, it's guaranteed excitement. Yeah, I think that's one of the advantages to our sport is, you know, the the guys buy into it. They realize it, it's probably the most st- brutal stand-up sport out there. So these guys all want to fight. And rarely do you ever hear, you know, I don't want to fight him. It's always, you know, when can you get me on a card? I don't care who I fight. So I think that says a lot about the, you know, the quality and, and the mindset of the fighters that, that we have. Because, you know, if you want to fight Muay Thai, you better be serious about it because the training is serious. The fighting is very serious. And uh, uh, it gives uh, those fighters an option that probably never had the opportunity that ended up in MMA or kickboxing, but they always wanted to use the elbows and they felt like they were being held back. Uh, we see a lot of that crossover now into lion fight. Yeah, absolutely. Now for me, you know, I know martial arts, I know the difference between uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing, but for a lot of the fans, you know, they might not know what the difference is between lion fight and glory. Can you explain the difference real quick? Sure. And I think that's a a fundamental part of our, our marketing. Uh, and, uh, the way that we present lion fight is that it's, it's, uh, Muay Thai is called the science of eight limbs. So it allows the fighters to use punches, elbows, knees, and kicks. Whereas in kickboxing, like a promotion in glory, they're not allowed to use the elbows. They're not allowed to fight in the clinch with elbows or with knees. So, and they only fight three rounds. So there are some significant differences. Um, you know, kickboxing was big under Scott Coker with the K1 a number of years ago. Uh, you know, Glorious tried to break into the American market with, with you know, some limited success. Uh, you know, we're an American company. We're based here. We're based out of Vegas. Uh, I've got a lot of casino contacts from my previous um, career. So we've been able to get into a lot of venues. And, and we think once people see the, the difference, and not to be disrespectful to anybody, but I think once you see the difference of a fighter being allowed to use elbows, uh, you're going to see a totally different sport. It's, uh, and I always use the analogy about the UFC. You know, what if they stopped allowing those fighters to use elbows? You've got a totally different sport. Oh, a hundred percent. And yeah, we love the elbows. We love the knees. And uh, thank you so much for doing what you do, man. So any last words for the fans uh, about your event coming up Friday, May 27th you know, at Foxwoods? You know, we appreciate all the support. Uh, we've really become a, a global brand now. And a lot of that has to do with all of the tremendous fans and fighters that we have. Uh, we can't wait for the Foxwood show, Lion Fight 29, May 27th. Uh, if you can't be there, make sure you watch it on Access TV, and I promise you won't be disappointed. Oh, yeah. Fans listening right now, you will definitely not be disappointed because at Lion Fight, they always come to fight. Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, man. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate your support, buddy. Anytime, man. You have a great day. Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me on this very special Lion Fight edition of Half the Battle is Travis Clay. Travis, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So, I mean, you've been in this game a while. I mean, you're a nine-time champion, 
five-time USMTA champion. You got a lot of accomplishments in this game. What are your long-term goals, man? How far do you want to take this? I want to ride the train as long as I can, man. I want to. I would like to be one of the best fighters in the world, not just you know in America. That's my goal. That's my dream, you know. No, absolutely, man. I mean, to do that, you got to take on a guy in, in Julio Pena. And, I mean, we all watched his last fight. He knocked the dude out with a spinning elbow. But that's what people remember. But what someone like myself remembers is, you know, he got dropped a couple times in that fight. And he got back up to his feet, no problem. He didn't, you know, wait for the ref to give the count. You know, he just, he was ready to go, man. So this guy's got a lot of heart. How do you feel about taking on such a tough opponent? I feel fantastic about taking on such a tough opponent. I mean, when I look, when we look for a fight, we look for the person that's going to bet, match, and make me a, a better fighter every time I fight. That's the goal, you know, just to improve my skill. And Julio Pena is an excellent competitor. He has a lot of heart. I need a straightforward type of fighter. Lots and lots of pressure. I'm, you know, that's a little bit different than how I fight. I'm more of a tactician. I think it'll be a good mix of both of our skills. No, absolutely. And you mentioned you're a tactician. I mean, obviously, you got very good long-range strikes, great kicks. But, I mean, you're not half bad in the clinch either, man. No, I love the clinch. I mean, that's part of Muay Thai. You know, you have to, you have to be a well-rounded fighter just to kind of take on any opponent that, you know, may present themselves. So we practice everything all the time, you know. No, absolutely, man. And I mean, how do you still, how do you see the styles matching up? Because like for someone like myself that breaks down fights, you know, I see you being the more technical guy. I see him being a little bit more wild, but the technical guy doesn't always beat the wild fighter. It's about executing on the night of the fight. So how do you feel about the styles? Yeah, man, I feel really, really confident going into the fight. Um, you know, we all have a little bit of chinks in our armor, you know, and I just hope to be able to expose that, you know, on May, on May 27th, you know, and make sure that, you know, I come out with a victory. You know, it's going to be a tough fight. All five rounds are going to be explosive. He's not going to stop. I'm going to try to keep as much pressure on him so that all the fans get exactly what they're looking for. And that's a, you know, that's a bell-to-bell -bell fight. Oh, yeah, that's what the fans like to hear, man. Now, let me talk to you about the mindset of things, the mental side. You know, when you drop someone and they get back up and they come at you with that same intensity. What does that do for you mentally, man? You know, I personally don't have too many too many of that of that of an experience. So, I don't know, we're going to find out, you know. Um I just like to play the game. You know, if if I hurt somebody and they get back up, I still know I hurt them. So, I'm going to keep trying to hurt them and, you know, eventually, you know, it'll give. And if not, it's okay, you know. Hurting somebody will slow him down in the long run and, you know, give me more opportunities to land bigger shots other places when they over overprotect. You training in Arizona for this fight? Yep. Uh, I train at a Seton gym in Arizona. Um, and, you know, the camp has been great so far. That's good to hear, man. Who you been training with? Like, what sparring partners, coaches? Uh, I train with Tiago Azaredo, Seton uh, gym, Arizona. Um I don't really have, you know, uh, a whole lot of big name famous people that are at the gym, and that's great. You know, we're just a big family that like to help get each other ready, you know. So I have a huge team helping me get ready. You know, I have my strength and conditioning coach at Plant Power Rory, Will. You know, he makes sure that I'm always strong and, you know, and always ready to, you know, lock it down in the clinch. Who are some fighters that you looked up to when you started getting into this? Well, I mean... Some of my some of my favorite fighters, you know, I, I being I'm being a lefty, 
you know, I'm kind of partial to left-handed fighters. I mean, their style just works for me. It's, it's easier for me to kind of piece their moves into with me and what I like to see, you know, and I, I consider myself a tactician and, you know, and I like to throw big shots, hard shots. I don't like to do a whole lot of pitter patter. So I look up to guys like Yotin Klai, you know, uh, City Chai. They're very, very heavy hand, heavy, heavy kickers, you know, uh, and they're, they're probably some of my favorite fighters to just watch. I have watched, I do watch MMA, you know, I like fights in general, you know, so I try to keep up on, on all types of fighting. You know, I like to watch boxing too. Obviously, your go-to is the stand-up realm of things. Yes, yes, I'm much comfortable being able to strike. Now, but as a fan of the sport, I mean, do you watch a lion fight on your off time? Do you watch Glory? I know they're two different sports, but they are, you know, they do have a focus on the stand-up side of things. Absolutely, man. I watch, I, watch, I watch all the lion fights. If I can't make it live, I watch it on TV. Um, you know, because lion, lion fight always puts on a stacked card. It doesn't matter who it is. They always have good fights. You know, and that's the biggest thing as a fan. As a fighter and as a fan, you just want to see good fights. You know, that's all you want to see. No, no doubt about it. And I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there because, look, every single time I've tuned in to watch lion fight on Access TV... I mean, the fights always deliver. And I was talking to Scott Kent yesterday, the CEO. And I mean, that's what they're trying to do. They're not trying to bring in guys that, you know, will try to stall out the fight. They bring in real fighters. And like I said, that's what the fans like to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you have any predictions for your fight against uh, Julio? Not really. Um, you know, I like, to, I like to keep an open mind and just kind of see how things roll before, you know, anything happens. I don't like to make predictions, you know. For you personally, as a fighter, what, what do you get more satisfaction out of? Do you like knocking someone out right away, or do you like to get into those real wars of attrition where you get to show off your heart and will? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, you know, I, I kind of have mixed feelings. I mean, the feeling of the feeling of putting someone down is great, you know, and then you get that little bit of remorse, you know, because they train really hard to fight, and for it to end so early, you're like, man. I trained really hard for, you know, maybe two or three minutes and, you know, and it was, it was a fun fight, but it could have been a lot more if the fight would have went on, you know? So it was kind of a mixed, mixed emotion at that point, you know? And then at the end of the war, you're like, man, I'm, I'm beat up a little bit. I, if I could have just ended it just a little bit earlier, maybe my leg wouldn't be so mashed, you know? <laughs> so you got that mixed feelings as a fighter, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess what you're saying is that it's good to have both of those experiences under your belt. Absolutely. Absolutely. You need just as many, you know, as many, as much time in the ring as possible to, I think, to improve yourself as a fighter. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, let me ask you this, dating back to your past. Okay, so when you first walked in a Muay Thai gym, what was it like the first time you got leg kicked? And what was it like the first time you got one of your leg kicks checked? First time I got kicked in the leg walking into the gym, you know, is, it was an experience. Um, can't I can't really place the feeling I mean you get this feeling of like oh it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt and you get that anxiety and then that that you know that adrenaline starts to pump and then when the kick comes you're like oh that's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be sigh of relief but then there's another one and you're like okay that one kind of hurt that one you know and then getting a leg and then getting a leg check uh, you know getting getting a kick checked um you know that hurts you know I'm not even gonna pretend like that doesn't hurt the first time somebody checks a kick that hurts 
And the only thing that gets makes it better is just doing it over and over again and conditioning your shins. That hurts, no doubt. Now, what kinds of things do you do to condition your shins? Because I know a lot of my listeners, they do train, but they don't compete like you do. I mean, some compete, but for the most part, you know, a lot of them train and, you know, I get messages like, dude, I mean, getting my leg kick checked was no joke at all. So what do you do about conditioning your, your shins? Well, my, 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 my shin conditioning regimen is, is pretty, it's pretty simple and it's straightforward. I mean, just normal running, uh, jumping rope. Um, we have a really heavy bag in the gym that I like to kick at least a couple times a day, uh, you know, and it's real, real dense and that just conditions your shins, you know, uh, have lots of, lots of, you know, calcium so that they can, re- that your bones can recover and then do it again. I mean, that's the only real way to get, just kind of get to it. Dream. I don't do any of the crazy stuff like hitting my, hitting my shin with a stick or rolling <laughs> stuff over my shins, man. I'm not crazy like that, you know. I like to do it kind of the old-fashioned way, you know. Just take your time, nice and slow. I, I just believe that that will make your shins stronger in the longer run, not just that quick deadening the nerves, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. So basically you're saying you're not out there kicking palm trees every morning, huh? <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, no matter how, how much your shins get conditioned, they still swell and it still gets sore. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. So basically what you're saying is uh, I got to keep drinking my milk like my mother told me to. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, you say you don't like giving fight predictions, but I mean – internally when you think about this fight like what is your goal aside from getting your your arm raised we all know you want to get that victory but is there something specific you want to accomplish in this fight my 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 main goal in any fight is to improve improve myself and improve my technique and try to find a different try to find something that i didn't work on maybe in my last fight and maybe improve on that in the next fight i'm constantly trying to build tools and weapons to be able to use against opponents, you know. Um, and in my last, in my pro debut, you know, I was a little hesitant with the hands, so we've been working on the hands, trying to make them a little bit more fluid because I know Pena's a heavy boxer, you know. I know I can kick, you know, and I'm just trying to get comfortable with my hands. So maybe hopefully for me to, to have a good, good outcome in this fight, just like to land some good shots with my hands on, on him. No, absolutely. And, I mean, your conditioning has been great in the past, but – you obviously know that this is the kind of guy that will get back up if he gets dropped and he will fight to the bitter end. So, I mean, you running some extra miles or what? Oh, absolutely. I mean, training, training regimen is, is as intense as it can be. You know, I try to push my body as hard as I can every time I, every time I train. That's what a champion does. And I mean, what's your diet? Like, obviously it's clean, but like for people that listen to my show that want to take steps to improve their diets, you know, what kinds of steps do you think they should take besides the obvious, you know, cut out bread and cheese and stuff like that? Well, honestly, um, I've converted, I've converted to a vegan diet. Um, I eat no plant. I'm sorry. I only plant. I don't eat any animal products at all anymore. Um, it's been about two years that way, and it's made cutting weight, and just my overall energy and lifestyle has improved. Um, so, I mean, on like a normal diet, I really don't, I really can't, I can't comment on that, you know? Fair enough, man. Well, hey, Travis, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle. Let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and anything else you got coming up aside from your fight with uh, Julio Peña at Lion Fights. Um, you guys can follow me on Travis C. Town, AZ on Instagram. Um, and then I have my Travis Clay, um, fight page. Follow me on that. 
Um, and then goals is uh, after Pena, I will be traveling to Thailand to train a little bit. So hopefully we'll get some good stuff out of there too. What's your favorite Thai food dish? I like Masaman curry. <laughs> there, there you go. That's my dad's favorite, man. Hey, and we got to get you on Twitter, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a little behind the times. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. Thanks again for taking the time, and uh, best of luck in your fight, dude. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Have a good day. Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me on this very special Lion Fight edition of Half the Battle is Julio Pena. Julio, welcome to Half the Battle, man. Hey, thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. It's my pleasure. So obviously you're taking on Travis Clay at Lion Fight. How do you feel about this matchup, man? I think it's a great matchup. Um, I think Lion Fight was real smart getting us, uh, us against each other. Travis is young, um, very talented, very skilled. Um... You know, young up and comer, and I uh, saw him fight back in February out in uh, in uh, California. I never, really, I'll be honest, never really thought I'd fight him, but um, I think it's it's going to be a great matchup. I think it's awesome for uh, both Travis and myself. It's really interesting, man, because you're a guy with a lot of heart, and he has heart too. But he's more of a, you know, I don't want to call you a brawler because that's disrespectful, and you have great technique. But I mean, you fight with your heart, dude. You know, in that last fight. When you got dropped, it's not like you waited for the ref to do the full count. You were ready to go right away. So where does your heart come from? Um, I don't know. I'll be honest, man. I, I, I do know that you know my whole career uh, training um, Muay Thai and, and, and being involved in law enforcement, man. It's it's you give it all you got all the time, even when you're hurt, man. In, in law enforcement, if you uh, if you if you at any time quit, man, you might not go home that day. So, uh, yeah, I kind of bring that same mentality to the ring. And, you know, um, I, I've always said it, man. I don't think my, my technique is the, 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 the prettiest out there. But um, I, I, I push through whatever's, whatever adversity I face. And, and I think that's um, – I think I just get it from, my, from, from work and, and, you know, all the years of training. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. You mentioned law enforcement. I hear you're a sheriff. Is there any truth to that? Yes, sir, 13 years. Hey, well, thank you for your service, man. And, I mean, what's it like, you know, balancing both careers? Because, you know, obviously you are a fighter. You have to stay focused with your diet, your training regimens. But also, you got to serve uh, your, your great state, you know? Not easy at all, man. It, uh, first of all, thank you. But, uh, yeah, again, it's not easy at all. It's um, it's just a balance game. You're constantly struggling um, you know, with, with time management and, and scheduling and, and, uh, you know, like you mentioned, dietary habits, man, it's, 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 it's a lot easier to just stop and grab something to eat, you know, at the store for five bucks. Um, but, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's an ongoing battle, but it's, it's, it's just, you know, as long as I, uh, plan out my weeks ahead of time, um, it makes it easier. Not to mention, I got a great, great support system. Um, my wife, um, great sponsors when it comes down to um, to my meals, my meal prep, cleaning, delivery. Who are great with uh, with keeping me fueled. Um, but if it wasn't for, for you know me focusing on my time management and and uh, and uh, my support system, it, it'd be a lot harder. So I mean, which of the two did you do first? Did you train Thai first, or were you uh, involved in law enforcement? No, I started law enforcement first. I've been uh, I've been with the department since 2013. Um, and then I started doing Thai boxing, uh, several years later. I, I'll be, it's about eight, nine years now I've been doing Thai boxing. Um, 
so I started I started the the, the, the job first. Yeah, and I mean, like, what made you get into Thai boxing besides the fact that you know it's an incredible sport? Um, you know, last man, I uh, I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to look good without a shirt on at the beach. I wanted to uh, uh, just my wanted a little bit more confidence when it came down to that aspect of my life. And uh, I saw a friend of mine. Well, a couple of my friends were doing Thai boxing, and they kept telling me to come down, you know, give it a shot. And I said, yeah, why not? You know, I came down. Liked it, saw a friend of mine fight in his first amateur fight, and I said, man, I want to give this a shot. Never thought I'd go pro, just figured I'd fight a few uh, amateur fights. See, I did it, kind of have fun with it. Um, then next thing you know, uh, you know, almost 20 amateur fights later, and uh, in, in four pro fights later, here I am. No, absolutely, man. And I mean, when you knocked that dude out with the spinning elbow, I mean, when you walked into work the the very next day, was everyone, you know, were they giving you that round of applause? What was the reception like? Oh, they a lot of the guys at work, man. They 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 love it. They're they're all about it. They, um, you know, it's really it's tough getting time off sometimes for those guys. I mean, for all of us. Uh, but they they love it, man. I mean, I it's been you know almost six months now, and I still hear about it at work. Um, some of the guys that, you know, I might have not, uh, I haven't talked to too often, still bring it up, still talk about it. Um, they're always asking me about the fighting and stuff like that, which is pretty cool because it's, it's kind of fun to go to work and talk about other, th- talk about other things other than work. Um, so it's, it's been pretty cool. I'm sure they, they really look up to you more than other people just because, like, for example, you know, the UFC heavyweight champion, Stipe Miocic, he's a full-time firefighter, and he's also the UFC heavyweight champion, but I know they got an extra level of respect for him because he is a fighter, and uh, I'm sure that it's the same for you, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think so. Um, a lot of the guys at work, man, they just, I think it's, I think they're, they're you know, they wish they had the time maybe or... Um, you know, some of them, you know, they got get their families and stuff. So it's kind of tough for them to, to, to get involved or, you know, they did at some point to do something like I did, be it wrestling, fighting, anything like that. So um, me being kind of, you know, kind of in, uh, you know, where I am right now in my fight career, a lot of, the, a lot of those uh, guys and girls really love it. I get a lot of them that come out and support me at the fights, which is, which is awesome. Um, you know, and there's something to be said about a hard-working person, man. We all get up, go to work every morning, and, and then to do this, man, a lot of people are like, man, you, you know, I don't know how you do it because I can't do it. You hear, hear, that all, hear that a lot. I don't know how much of this you can reveal, but has there ever been a time where, you know, you've been on the job and you had to use your Muay Thai? No, no, I mean, uh, I work in the um, training division, so I train all the new recruits, all the new, you know, the the, the, the veteran officers and, and, you know, their yearly refreshers and stuff, so we learn our defensive tactics and, and you know, our, our, our use of force policy and stuff like that, but when it comes down to using Muay Thai, I never had to use Muay Thai, I've used, I've used my, you know, my, uh, my defensive tactics if I've had to for any reason, but the one thing I, I teach everybody, even, even at my gym, um, is you, you try to de-escalate every situation. It's a lot easier to de-escalate a situation and hopefully uh, walk away from it than have to put your hands on somebody. Uh, contrary to popular belief, every law enforcement officer out there um, would rather not have to put their hands on anybody. Nobody wants to put their hands on anybody, believe it or not. And um, it's, it's the extreme last resort. Um, so usually or all the time where I pretty much teach, you know, Try to de-escalate the situation, and then if you have to go hands-on, um, these are some of the factors to consider. But I haven't really had to use anything that I've that I've uh, pretty much um, learned in the Thai boxing ring, except for maybe my uh, 
my confidence. My confidence level exudes a little more because I feel like I'm a little bit more prepared. I'm not a law enforcement officer, but I can relate to what you were saying because, you know, I've trained martial arts for a very long time. And if you start a street fight, you're getting kicked out of the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Same thing with us. I mean, um, again, I've been doing this, what, almost nine years now, eight, nine years, and I've never been involved in a street fight. Um, The only fights I've been involved with is um, uh, at the gym or breaking up a fight at work. I haven't even had a a situation where I've had to get into an altercation with a a subject. So, um, and, you know, I push that across to all my other students at the gym to, to my, to the, you know, incoming officers in our department. There you go, man. That's a, that's a sign of a role model. So back to your last fight. I know you get asked a lot of questions about it, but uh, you know, you mentioned your heart and your toughness. When you got dropped in that, the beginning of the fight, what's going through your mind there? Um, I got to get those points back. <laughs> that's, what usually, that's what I usually think about. Um, if, if, uh, when, he dropped, when I got dropped at that fight, it, it was like, oh, man, he, he caught me pretty good. I haven't been caught like that in, in a long time where... Um, I was a little woozy. I was a little dizzy, um, and but I recovered really quick. One of the, one of my training things is, uh, you know, when I'm at the gym every day is uh, fast recovery. You know, try to focus on that breathing, focus on the job that's at hand, and and, and go for it. Um, so uh, usually it's just I got to get these points back. I got to get aggressive, and then um, when I watch, you know, when I watch the fight, I can I can kind of tell, you know, I did come back. I came back hard in that round. If it wasn't for that knockdown, I think I probably would have won the round um, on points just because of my aggression level. And uh, that's usually what I think about when I when I get hurt. Um, there's been other times where I've been hurt for uh, in other manners, and I've come back and I've said, all right, the only way uh, I'm going to win this fight is if I knock this person out um, or stop them or have the referee stop them. So I just go forward and say, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose by this person putting me put me down. I'm not going to let it go. I don't want to let it go to the judges. I don't want to put it in the referee's hand to stop it or the doctor's hand. I want I want it to be in my opponent's hand or my hand when it comes down to, to, to the win or loss. And I was just about to ask you, you know, at what point are you like, all right, I need to take this dude out, but it seems like, you know, you have that sense of urgency the entire fight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's once I feel like I'm having issues, um, you know, based off uh, whatever they're doing to keep me outside, um, you know, using their defense or whatever, it's like, okay, I got to... I got to pick up the pressure, even if I have to expose myself a small bit. It's it is what it is, um, and I'm not afraid to do that. I, I've um, I'll, I'll go forward. Uh, my fight prior to this one, um, to this the elbow knockout, I, um, my ribs got hurt. I was I was um, got dropped because of my ribs a couple times, and um, I just stayed in the, the in the kid's face. I just kept going forward because I knew the urgency was there. Where. I had to make a statement with this person that, um, or I had to stop this person immediately. And uh, it actually worked out for me for that fight as well. Have you ever fought a guy either in a real fight or, you know, at the gym and sparring that, you know, they try to outpoint you, they try to hit and run, they try to pot shot and stuff like that and not engage you in a brawl? Oh, absolutely. Especially at my gym, a lot of the guys kind of know I've been training with them for so long, know my movement, know my skill, know my drills, um, know what I do. Um, so it, it gets kind of tough sometimes at the gym, but then I, uh, I I could adjust really quick. I could change it up really quick. I could go from, uh, you know, from from, you know, just going straight forward to a lot more angles, a little bit more boxing, a little bit more head movement. And then I throw their rhythm and timing off, and then I bounce bounce back and forth from forward aggression to um, just countering, and then it 
it, and it just kind of works in my way. So I try different things when I'm when I'm sparring, um, just to see what what I can I can do. So in case any situation like that ever happens to me in in, in, a, in a live fight, I'll be able to adjust and think on my feet. Now, uh, Julio, what was it like the first time you ever got one of your leg kicks checked? When they got, when somebody blocked one of my leg kicks. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, it only hurt more in training than it ever did in an actual fight. I've had my shin split open in a fight and um, didn't even feel it. Didn't even know it was, it was split open. Um, during fights, you don't. I never really feel anything. Every fight, I'll probably much, pretty much just say the same thing. No actual live fight, you don't feel much. Um, certain things like that. Uh, but in training, man, I've, I've had some, when, when I felt some of those things collide, man, in training, it was like, oh, man, what am I doing? What is wrong with me? <laughs> um, but after a while, they get conditioned. I've, I've, my shins, um, I would never say that they're as conditioned as any, any other fighter, but they're in pretty good shape where, um, I've connected with elbows. I've connected with, with, with other shins and with knees and, and my shins have been okay so far, knock on wood. Um, so, but it, it, it has, I've, I've been to that point where it's like, oh man, uh, this is brutal. For young fighters or martial artists that are listening to the show right now, what kind of advice would you give them to condition their shins? Just train, just kick. Um, if it's, if it's, uh, you know, there's a difference between, you know, being sore and being hurt. Um, we know our own bodies. If you're kicking the bag and your legs a little a little sore, your shins a little sore, it is what it is. We might have to suck it up a little bit and kick kick those extra five, ten kicks on the bag every time. Um, but if if you if you hurt your shin and um, you know and there's there's a lot of pain where it's 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 tough to handle, then maybe it's just rested, wrap it up. But then once it starts feeling better, start kicking again. A lot of kicking, a lot of kicking. Get you know kick hard bags at the gym. Um, but kick properly. I think a lot of the times what happens is individuals um, have the wrong uh, kicking technique, and that'll cause more injury and more damage than than, than if you actually kicked uh, kick properly. So just a lot of kicking. I've never done anything crazy kicking um, kicking a tire or anything like that. I just haven't really had to go to that that aspect. So um, in my opinion, just kicking hard bags. Um, you know, every so often you're going to take a kick to the shin, you're going to check a kick um, or something like that. It's going to hurt a little bit, suck it up, keep pushing through, and uh, you'll end up all right. There you go. Well, Julio, before we get out of here, man, uh, any predictions for your fight against Travis? I never predict. Um, just a great fight. That's that's my prediction. It's going to be a great fight. I think both Travis and I are going to bring our A game um, to, to uh, tough fighters. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the fans enjoying it. I'm looking forward to being down in Foxwoods and uh, enjoying the process and seeing everybody again, the Lion Fight family. Um, and uh, more importantly, giving the fans what they want to see. I've uh, uh, So far, fans have enjoyed all my fights, and uh, hopefully this won't be any different. Oh, yeah, I doubt it'll be any different. I mean, both of you guys come to fight. Lion Fight always puts on, I, I was going to say good fights, but they put on real fights. You know what I mean? Everyone there shows up and they put it on the line for the fans so julio let the audience know where they can follow you on social media and anything else you got coming up aside from your matchup with travis clay let us know now man yeah well um i'm on twitter um at the don julio pena i'm on uh, facebook um the don uh, julio the don pena um instagram as well uh the Don Julio Pena, so follow me. I post up a lot of my stuff on there when it comes down to training, um, when I'm teaching seminars, anything of that sort. If I got any special uh, 
special appearances I'm making when I get in, invited to places. So I, I post everything up on, on social media. Uh, nothing, nothing extra special going on after the, after the fights. Um, there might be some uh, another, you know, some fight news coming up uh, for shortly after this fight. Uh, everything's still in the works thus far. Uh, nothing definite, but um, we'll go from there. And uh, just want to, if you don't mind, a quick little shout out to my wife who. Who's um who's a huge huge uh, help in in me doing what I do? My management, primarily management, my trainer, uh, Bill Lucum, um, all the other guys at the gym, and uh, all my sponsors um, who uh, who are amazing. Um, who uh, I won't be able to do what I do without their support. Primarily uh, management, obviously, uh, Zion X, Filibuster, uh, the Fremont Grill, and Clean East Delivery, who who are awesome. There you go. Well, Julio, thanks again for taking the time to speak with me right here, right now on Half the Battle, and best of luck against Travis, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on, man. Absolutely, man. Have a great day. There you have it, folks. The Lion Fight 29 edition of Half the Battle. And man, just the mentality of these Muay Thai guys, you know, they're super intense. They're real fighters. It's a, it's a completely different animal. So it was a real treat to be able to talk to Travis Clay, Julio Pena, and Scott Kent, and make sure you tune in to Lion Fight 29 on Access TV this Friday, May 27th. And also, follow me on Twitter, at BestFightPix, subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube, and until the next time, enjoy the fights.